Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Teeth. Now this topic is probably one of my favorite topics in all of dentistry. It's what I did my master's degree on. It is dental implants. Now I'm gonna assume that most people know what they are or at least have an idea. But just for those that maybe aren't sure, a dental implant is something which is used to replace one, two or many missing teeth. They are fixed in, you don't take them out. Most of the time there are cases where we would do that. And, and I think I might touch on that a little bit. Um, but they are fixed in um, and it's kind of like the, the most lifelike version of a missing tooth replacement that we, that we can do, um, if that makes sense. So there's a, a bit that is the root, there's a bit that is the tooth and if you were to compare that to a tooth, they'd kind of look the same on an x-ray so we'd, they'd have similar proportions but one would be made by a technician and be metal and then one would be your natural tooth but they look the same and they work in a very similar way. Like I've said in some of the previous episodes, you can always email me if you've got any specific questions. Dental implants is often quite complicated and the way in which we might describe a plan or, or something which we would need to be considering uh, in regards to you is very much based on you. So I could go really, really deep with this, but that's not the purpose of these episodes we want to try and scratch the surface give you a general idea hopefully answer some common questions anything deeper and more uh, kind of detailed that you'd like fire me an email brad at bradthedentist.com and i'll get back to you and be able to answer that or at least point you in the right direction some some common questions what what are things that people tend to ask i mean one of them sometimes is what what is a dental implant hopefully i've kind of answered that already um another one is you know are dental implants right for me now, usually they are. There's a few things that are gonna influence whether or not we would, we would kind of go for dental implants or not. Some medical things, which I'm not gonna go into that too much now. I think that's something which you should really be talking to your sort of dentist about. I'm gonna go sort of through the main ones. I mean, the first one is smoking. Now, if you're a smoker, your healing generally is gonna be reduced and you're not gonna heal as well. One of the things that you've got to remember when you do a dental implant, so the, the, this metal root bit, the bit that I mentioned that copies the root, that goes where the root used to be. So it goes into the bone, which might sound a bit gruesome, but actually, you know what? It's, it's quite straightforward. You heal really well. There's minimal discomfort, although you might get some, but it has to go into the bone. And at first, it may go into the bone very similar to a screw that might go into a wall or a piece of wood or something like that but that isn't what's gonna hold it for the long term. The thing that holds it for the long term is the way that your bone then heals around it and forms what we call, it's basically like integration. It's the almost unification of the bone around that implant that locks it. It's like biological grip. We're not relying on the actual screw. We're relying on your body to heal and grip hold of that dental implant. And that process involves healing. What it also needs is blood supply because the blood is the thing that brings everything that your body needs to heal. When you're a smoker, the blood supply, especially around the jaw and the gums, is actually massively reduced. So your sort of uh, risk of, of it not working, the, the healing potential is a lot lower and you do you generally are at a higher risk. So what we would always say to people is if you're a smoker, stop. Um, and if you've stopped, well done. Now, being a smoker might not necessarily mean that you can't have a dental implant. 
but it means that you need to accept that the risk of it not working at first and maybe needing redoing or it working at first but then later on having problems the, the risk of that for you is higher so you know we always talk about smoking in general health and everybody understands the risks associated with it for general health and that it's a really good idea to try and quit but especially if you're going to be investing quite a lot of money in something like dental implants which they are expensive you know we can't get away from that you don't want to spend money on it with you know with something that could make it less successful that is in your control if it's in your control and you can stop i would highly recommend that you do Another common thing that we'll encounter when we're checking for someone um, whether someone's suitable for dental implants is whether or not they've got or had gum disease. The process which happens around the teeth, which we have discussed on a, on a previous episode, there is a chance that that same inflammation and that same puffiness and bleeding can actually begin to happen around dental implants. You know, they're not kind of something which you you put in there and forget about them. You have to then treat them like a normal tooth. You have to keep them clean. Now, if you've had gum disease in the past, or you've got active, well, if you've got active gum disease right now, it's very unlikely that you're going to have an implant right now. We need to get that under control. We don't want, you know, a lot of bugs and bacteria flying around the mouth that are, that are coming from areas of of, uh, of bad active gum disease, influencing or affecting our dental implant. So you've got to get it under control first, and then you need to be in a good maintenance plan, seeing a hygienist, seeing a dentist regularly to make sure that those dental implants are looked after. It's like going to get your car serviced. I mean, you can pay £100,000 for a brand new Range Rover, but you need to get it serviced every year. You know what, they're not perfect forever. They need maintenance. So we've got to get things healthy at first, and then we've got to keep them healthy moving forwards. The gum disease kind of touches on this next one. You know, have I got enough bone to be able to do a dental implant? You know, you might have been told that you've lost bone. Whenever you lose a tooth, some bone does shrink. There's bone that is there specifically to support the tooth. Once the tooth's gone, that bone isn't needed anymore and your body kind of heals and there's a little bit of shrinkage. Now, a dental implant has dimensions. It's got various lengths, various widths, but fundamentally, we need to have a certain volume of bone to be able to pop an implant in. So if you don't have enough bone, then very rarely you may not be suitable, but it might be that you're just not suitable straight away. You might need more bone adding first, let that heal, implant, let that heal, and then put a tooth on. Usually we can put the bone there when we put the implant in. Now, a bone graft or adding bone, that might sound scary, but actually, you know what, it comes in a little pack most of the time. There are sort of cases where you might need more, which the little pack of bone graft material isn't uh, enough but usually you can just kind of pop that around the dental implant to give us a little bit more bone volume. So even if you've been told you've lost bone or you know, you're worried that you might not, whenever you get an assessment for a dental implant, you'll often have a little scan that measures the bone. So that can be all part of the process. So you'll, you'll know in advance whether or not it'll, it'll be needed and the process that'll be involved to enable you to get that dental implant. How much do they cost? This is always the million dollar question, not literally a million dollars, but it's, you know, it's one of these questions that comes up all the time. A common answer that you'll get is, we don't know, case by case, because we need to see you to check. Now, you may think that that is the dentist fobbing you off because they don't want to say online in front of everybody how expensive they are, but it is true. It's difficult to know exactly how much they cost, but you're gonna be looking at a couple of thousand, two, two and a half thousand pounds, um, to be able to do a single dental implant, a single tooth replacement. 
Now, often where this can get uh, more complicated is people will take that and say, well, I need four, three, two, whatever. So it's two times that, um, but, it, but it often isn't. If you've got a few missing teeth, especially if they're in line, then you might have three or four teeth that are supported on two dental implants. So it isn't four times 2000. Um, so the price can vary based on, you know, dentistry takes us so far, the rest of it becomes engineering. How can we replace these teeth in the, the least invasive, most respectful to the engineering principles that we've learned? And how can we do it in the most straightforward and simplest way? And even though you may not believe me, how can we do it in the most cost-effective way? I've seen firsthand the impact dental implants can have to improve someone's confidence. You know, when you take somebody who's wearing a denture that's flopping around and they, they can't chew and they can't eat, and then you give them something fixed and you can see, or, you know, they talk about, you know, their menu of meal choices has opened up. Their quality of life has, has gone through the roof. You know, I feel it's a disservice to, to, to charge so much that people can't have dental implants. So we've got to try and make it more affordable and got to try and fit within budgets. It should be part of a conversation that you have. There's no need to be embarrassed about sort of saying what you can afford. And also as a dental professional, you know, we should be very transparent with, with fees. Um, but don't not, hang on, what am I trying to say? Don't avoid going to a dentist because you think you can't afford it. No matter what one implant costs, in your specific circumstance, there could be ways that we can give you an implant fixed solution to fit within your budget. But we need to have a look, we need to check, we need to do these scans and, and kind of get an idea about what your expectation is, what's possible, what your budget is, and kind of squidge them together to create the solution that's right for you. If, uh, if you spend too much time window shopping and trying to figure out based on price what you'd be charged and what you'd be paying, you may waste time having to you know put up with a missing tooth or a loose denture when actually if you just go to see a dentist find out what's available for you what's possible you may be pleasantly surprised that the solution isn't that far away from what you were expecting or what you were hoping now i hope that all that's been informative like i said i've got a master's degree in this and i would love to carry on talking about dental implants but I don't think that that's something that um, is really what this episode is about. If there is anything specific to you or maybe you're interested in dental implants and there's more specific questions or something that you'd like to know about or you've been to see a dentist but you've maybe not been quite sure about something they've said, then find me an email, brad at bradthedentist.com and I'll do my best to answer that for you. Um, hope you enjoy that. See you in the next episode.